Hi fam, do people say that? <laughs> anyway, welcome to day two of Lessons from Lockdown. Um, I'm so excited about what God has put in my heart to share with you. Um, if you can hear a lot of breeze and wind and all of that, just bear with me. I'm trying to um, engage my senses outside in this period. Um, and TGIF, thank God it's Friday. I know this might probably be the second or third um friday you're spending lockdown you know but anyway do your best to enjoy it as much as you can yeah um so if you have your bibles please open to first kings chapter 19 um a couple of days ago i saw this post on instagram about some boy this boy was covered in white powder and um he started to throw a tantrum this tantrum made me laugh Till I woke up the person beside me and probably the rest of my neighbors I laughed for like maybe seven minutes straight holding my tummy crying tears it was ridiculous I laughed and I know some people have seen it um it was the one where they it was a meme where they had put up um after they announced two more weeks in lockdown and the boy started to throw tantrum anyway it made me laugh so hard if you feel like you're in that position um I want to um, empathize and sympathize with you. We're all in this together. But anyway, um, so God took me to this part. If you felt that way, this this first thing might sense for you. So this guy called Elijah had had um, dozens of accomplishments in the past. You know, um, he had performed signs and wonders and miracles. And so one of these days, um, Elijah... One of these such miracles, actually, there was a time when um, the prophet of Baal had challenged, or he actually challenged the prophet of Baal, you know, because he served the living God. Anyway, so he challenged them, and then he called them to sort of battle. Now, let's see whose God hears, and let's see whose who's God answers. In this time, there was King Ahab. King Ahab was the king of Babylon at the time, and his wife was Jezebel. Um, speaking of Jezebel, I think tomorrow I'm going to um, speak about how Jezebel may have been a good wife. Just get ready for day two. Anyway, uh, day three, sorry. Anyway, so this guy challenges them. He beats them to that battle because there's only one living God. And then Ahab reports um, Elijah to his wife that this is what this guy did. He embarrassed me. He embarrassed my prophets. And so she sent a message to Elijah, just stay with me, to say... I'm going to do the same thing you did to my prophets. I'm going to embarrass you. Anyway, so this guy starts to run. So let's go there. First Kings chapter 19. Um, it says, Then Ahab told Jezebel about everything that Elijah had done. He told her how Elijah had killed all the prophets of Baal with a sword. So Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. By this time tomorrow, I will make your life like one of the prophets of Baal. If I do not, the gods can kill me. Then Elijah was afraid. He ran away to save his life. He came to Beersheba in the country called Judah. He left his servant there. Elijah himself went into the desert. He traveled for about a day. He found a kind of tree called a broom tree there. And he sat down under the tree. There he prayed he might die. He said, Lord, I have had enough of this life. Kill me. I am no better than the prophets who were before me then he lay down under the tree and he went to sleep and God started to speak to me about how many of us you know in this period are feeling like that child we feel you know 
after the first two weeks of intense productivity, first two weeks of reading about six books, first two weeks of reading of the Bible you can read, first two weeks of working effectively nine to five, you will not even stop to take a pee break. You will stay there working all through. You know, first two weeks of doing Coursera courses, Udemy courses, Harvard courses, all of that. First two weeks of doing all of that, you know. And after they announced the next two weeks, you just felt, you know what? Cuckoo kill me. There's no point, which is why Elijah said, after such great accomplishments, you now start to feel depressed. You went into the desert like Elijah did. Hid yourself in the desert, you know, now Netflixing and chilling as much as possible, now sleeping 12 to 15 hours a day. Because what is life? We have as much time, you know, there's no point to all of this. When is this going to end? Um First it was two weeks, now two weeks. Who's to say that there won't be another two weeks? Who's to say after that two weeks, there won't be another two weeks? You know, um, you might not be able to come out, walk around in your estate, you know, or wherever you live because it might not be as wise or as safe at night, you know. You might be feeling all of that. But this is the part that God says um, that you need to hear. He said, soon an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. This is part B of verse 5. I don't know how many people sleep deeply or very lightly, but I don't know how many people that they touch, not tap, not shake leg, not pinch. He said they touched and this guy jolted up from his sleep. And so um, God is saying that he will send his angel to feed you once more. He will send his angel to give you hope. He will send his angel to renew hope in your heart. And he will send his angel to jolt you back to life. As I spoke to some people yesterday, I don't know if you know that machine, that they used to wake people up who are on the verge of death you know they are lying down on the on the hospital bed you know and they say increase it to clinical clinical jokes they increase it they charge the thing by rubbing the the machine together i don't know what it's called dr bimba told me yesterday um defibrillator <laughs> i think they rub it together and then they push it on the person's chest boom and then the person jumps back to life and he's saying that it takes a machine increasing the jolts minute by minute you know or jolt by jolt so that it can pump this person back to life but he says one touch from my angel is enough to wake you up to life is enough to bring you up back to life and he's saying i should pray for you that in the name of jesus you are jolted back to life in the name of jesus you awake from this slumber you're awake from this depression you're awake from this tiredness you are awake from this hopelessness and you go back in fact you even go forward to where he is asking you to go to you go forward to more levels of productivity effectiveness and efficiency in the name of jesus his angel said in that in that scripture he said um, eat for the journey is far you will receive heavenly food the manna that god gave to them in those days was enough to last them days you know, they ate it over and over and over and they were full, you know. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you will eat so much spiritual nourishment. You will receive so much spiritual spiritual nourishment that you that will carry you for days in the name of Jesus. You will not get weary on this journey. You will not get tired on this journey in the name of Jesus. I pray you are awakened unto God. You are brought back to life in the name of Jesus. And you start to see opportunities where people didn't see in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys so much. Excited about tomorrow. Pray that he tells me about, he allows me to tell you about Jay's book and how she was amazing, an amazing wife, right? I love you guys and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.